Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serialholic Sisters. Hey, girl. Hey. True crime shit. <laughs> True crime shit. <laughs> I just look like, what the fuck happened? I, for- I forgot my lines. <laughs> I'm going to be like, line. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Hey. How it's, you it is. This is Halloween. <laughs> this is Halloween. Halloween. It is early Halloween morning. Very early, as in Samantha doesn't wake up this early. <laughs> so I hope you all feel special. <laughs> I feel special. Got my coffee. Ready to go. <laughs> She's yawning. <laughs> I'm yawning because I'm it's too early for me. Yeah, that'll be all right. We we had to get up and get this early because we want to get it out for you guys for Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Because it is spooky time. So this week we're coming, we're coming at you with our spooky Halloween episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, we are. And it is a little different. It is a little different, but it's a little similar to last year's Halloween. Yeah. So we're both gonna come at you. I keep saying come at you. That sounds terrifying. That we're not, we're not like, going to attack you, I promise. That I was about to say that sounds like you're like threatening our listeners it's really early I'm not <laughs> caffeinated all the way yet <laughs> so last year we gave you a special extra long spooky Halloween episode so we thought we'd give it to you again this year you know since it's the most wonderful time of the year and all <laughs> that's Halloween right but first before we started I wanted to hear about your time last night okay so I'm so excited I've been waiting I've been waiting to hear she 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 used the spirit box, guys. I did. So <laughs> me and my friend Stephanie um, were, were both, you know, really into paranormal stuff too, along with our true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> we had been talking about getting um, a spirit box. For those that don't know what a spirit box is, it's kind of like a little radio signal that picks up like paranormal like spirits <laughs> well them being able to like communicate with you right in a way so we mentioned it last in the shannon guest episode yes yes so we purchased one a couple weeks ago and we're so stupid because we're like hey let's take it out in the cemetery because that's the smartest place to do it <laughs> it's so funny to me too because yesterday I also went to a cemetery on Halloween Eve (laughs) because you know that's just the cool place to hang out (laughs) right I I had I went to a haunted tour I didn't just go hang out at the cemetery just to clarify yeah well (laughs) we went to dinner first because we were like if this is our last meal we want to you know be full so (laughs) 
So we did we you have to, Mexican because me and Shannon had Mexican before we went to the cemetery. We did. Oh my we god, that is funny. That's hilarious. We went. Well, there's not very many options where we live either. Um, there's a lot of options here, but I'm all, a, a girl. Always going to go for some Mexican up in here. This girl so, is always down for some queso margaritas. So, <laughs> anywho, any Hoosier. We actually, we did, right. So, anyways, we. Um, <laughs> We left the restaurant and we went up to the cemetery, but the thing about living in a small town too, and I don't know if it's in other areas, but the cemetery in our town, it's considered trespassing after certain hours. I think um, there are, I think most cemeteries have like certain hours. Okay. Um, so what we had to do, which our cemetery is located by our big cement plant we had to drive up to the cement plant turn around and we parked like on the side of the road like because there's not open there's a couple openings but we didn't want to get in trouble for trespassing so we we were like okay well we're gonna do this we'll just we'll just park here now my friend stephanie she's super religious on um like she follows the catholic faith Mm-hmm. except for the fact that we were using a spirit box that's totally against that <laughs> yeah I don't think that's a, that's allowed I don't think that's taught no, in Catholic school she brought like a rosary and um wanted to do St. Paul prayer all this stuff anyways so she's saying the prayer before we do all this and she's looking for the rosary for me and she because she brought two because she insisted that each of us have a rosary, right? Makes sense. And I'm not Catholic. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. Okay, cool. Um, the rosary she bought for me was broken in her purse. Oh, that's <laughs> so not I a said, good sign. <laughs> said, this, is, this is going starting off real well. So she's like, oh, I got another one for you. She pulls out this baby rattler that says my first rosary. Oh, I said, you're, you're kidding me, right? So I'm like, this is supposed to protect me. Oh my gosh. That's I'm going to have to show you guys pictures of it. It's so funny. So she's like saying her prayer and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm holding this. And I'm like, let's get started. So we're facing all the, like the cemetery is like right at the edge of our vehicle. And we're like, well, this is the first time we're not going to get out of the car right now we're gonna roll down the windows and see what we can pick up first because we didn't want to creep ourselves out standing <laughs> by graves and then getting um caught by a cop so we we're like we're gonna take it safe and not get caught by a cop sit in the car see what we can hear first and she's okay. like okay yeah that's good so we turn it on um i panic because it's super freaking loud uh, like the static <laughs> and I couldn't figure out how to turn it down um we turn it on right and we're scanning and we started asking questions like you're supposed to of course Stephanie has been watching like all of these like ghost hunter episodes and reading reddit and oh my god of this. and she she's like treating it like the Ouija board and is like well oh. you gotta tell them that we're only welcome for you know nice spirits and when we leave, we have to say goodbye. Don't follow us home. And I was like, the Ouija board. <laughs> we're like, okay, okay. <laughs> so we're, we're turning on. She starts asking questions. Um, 
she asked one of the questions she asked was <laughs> it was so stupid too it was something along the lines of um is it quiet here like because what? she didn't know what else to ask so she's like yes she's like is it quiet here and it did pick up several responses when we get a response we get um we're dead oh um, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, we know that. <laughs> it's not I what have, I asked. <laughs> and I have, like, I, I when I'm nervous or I feel very out of place, I'm very awkward. Oh, hello. <laughs> so my responses are, <laughs> my responses back are just, like, not the best. I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> you know. And then um, we asked the question do you want us to leave or something like that and and we hear a lot of like negative responses oh over there um and one person was like one person said that they were in hell they were like yeah i think it's time to leave this spot (laughs) so stephanie maybe maybe they're like oh this is hell some more people with a stupid spirit box are not i fucking know so (laughs) they were just like really annoyed (laughs) Well, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff we picked up were, it was just not very nice. Um, Not there. So of course the first time like using this, we're just like, what the fuck? (laughs) So we're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to go somewhere else. So we leave and we're like, we're going to go to a couple of other places in town that um, we've heard like have activity, you know? Mm -hmm. So we went outside the place the mall place that I had talked about the last episode right um and we picked up a little bit but there wasn't much and our last stop that we decided to make was the gold dust hotel oh I bet the gold dust is super haunted we got so much it looks super haunted we got so many responses um but the it was from one person uh only one person was like really talking to us and it was a guy. He told us he was a boy. Um, he was super nice. We asked several questions. He was very polite. <laughs> he was. He he was. Um, it was really kind of. It was still kind of a creepy experience, right? So um, Stephanie mentioned the rocking chairs on the on the um, porch. Yeah. And a couple seconds after she mentioned it, and it's not windy or anything. A couple seconds after she mentions it, it moves. <laughs> so we were like oh my god this is crazy so the very last thing like as we're saying we're leaving because we told him you know it was was nice talking to you basically (laughs) good day sir (laughs) we're like good day have have a cup of tea no have any great (laughs) fun we're like (laughs) we're like about to leave so we're like telling him you know um it was it was nice chatting with him basically Mm -hmm. and um just trying of to course. end on it on a good note and stephanie is like you know don't follow us home stay here <laughs> and the last thing that he said to us was stay so we were Aww. like oh that's so sad but also uh we need to fucking go <laughs> <laughs> that's that makes me sad for him well, did he say his name he did not. Um, we decided that we're going to dig into the history and see if we can yeah. figure anything out. 
Um, but it was it was a really neat experience. My uh, spirit box is currently living in my vehicle because I refuse to bring it back inside. Because <laughs> you don't want to know if there's any spirits in your house. <laughs> I don't want them following me. <laughs> so all in all, it was, a, it was a 10 out of 10 experience. But for those that like specialize in it and maybe take offense to us, you know, doing it for fun, please don't because it wasn't meant to like upset anybody that does do it because I have seen people get mad. In fact, Stephanie asked a question because she had never, you know, she never asked any questions on a form for this particular, and it actually pissed somebody off. Um, So yeah. So please don't take offense for, well, we are going to do it again, but um, definitely not in the cemetery at nine o'clock at night. (laughs) Yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea. That's probably not a good place to find a bunch of positive energy. I feel like there would yeah. be lots of negative stuff going on there. Yeah. So. so so I know I just wasted probably like 20 minutes of my not, you know, super <laughs> enlightening story for some, but it was so fun. And we had a lot of jokes. It was a good laugh, but yeah. Good a good time. So it's just a fun, fun, good time. Okay. So I think Samantha is gonna go first. I was going to say, speaking of paranormal activity, <laughs> I am actually going to share a story. Um, it's actually very well known. Um, it is a haunting. It's, okay. uh, it's the Smurl haunting. Um, if you haven't heard of it, you might have heard it. You, when I get to the end of the story, you might recognize it from that. So Smurl? Smurl. Is that from Sweet Home Alabama? No, that was not her last name. What was her last name? Oh, I don't know, but it was... It was close to that. I don't think it was that. Sma something. That's probably way off. I'm probably super wrong. Now I'll have to to look it up. I haven't watched that movie in forever. I know. It's such a good movie, though. Anyways, already... So, anywho. (laughs) Okay. I hope everybody's getting all cozy and ready to listen. So, here we go. Here we go. I got my coffee. I'm ready. Cozy. So this haunting actually started from 1974 and it lasted to 1987. Oh, that's so a long time. It, it was a long time. Um, so after major flood damage in their home, Janet and Jack Smurl, along with their young daughters and Jack's parents, because he was, you know, kind of helping take care of them. They were older. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved and they moved into a duplex in West Pittson, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, it was located on Chase Street and it was a little bit of a fixer-upper. Um, they were given a really great deal on the space and honestly after losing so much they weren't really picky at this time. So <laughs> they were like okay we'll take the space. So they put um, tons of their efforts into repairing um, this space that they just purchased mm-hmm. they repainted it they retooled it they repaired all of it and it took a long time this is when the encounters actually started off and they started off super small um and by super small i mean like they would be fixing a room up and tools that they were using would go missing so they'd leave the room to go look for it and see if they set it down somewhere but when they came back it was back in the spot they had originally had it. So it was almost like they were messing with them a little bit. Like, right. oh, haha, we're going to play hide and you. Um, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm all right. So um, 
when they got to start to repaint their place after spending hours of painting you know after you know the second or third coat old wall stains would start seeping through the fresh coats of paint oh that's in a wing so they'd start painting more um they're like oh that's really weird we're just gonna paint this again maybe it's not drying right that's clearly not working don't just yeah, keep painting. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of paint and it was really eerie feeling for them at first like it was like they would walk in the room and feel deja vu nonstop. Um, mm. Like they had already done some of the, the tasks that they were about to do. Um, oh, that would be annoying if you already like finished doing something and then you had to do it again. <laughs> yes. So they didn't really think much of it at first uh, because it was just like small, really annoying um, instances. Like, like someone was almost playing a game with them. Okay. But then it started to get a little bit excessive. So because they weren't paying attention, um, they would see like kitchen appliances just catch on fire and oh. they weren't, e and they weren't even plugged in. Oh, good. Good. That checks out. So they worry. Yeah. So they worried <laughs> about losing their house to a fire now. <laughs> right. They just had like really awful issues in the house when they started ignoring them so you know these appliances they catch on fire then they start smelling like awful odors and it would seep through the whole house so you'd be in a room and you'd be fine and all of a sudden it would smell like rotten flesh vomitous yeah so then when you'd walk out of the room it would follow you mm -hmm. and you need to put out then some, it would disappear. some senses girl <laughs> Girl, you better get those falsins out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, um, but it would like quickly disappear. And then they'd be like, okay, that's weird. And walk into a different room and it would almost happen again. So it was for attention too. Like if they were ignoring it or not acknowledging it, they would do worse. Oh gosh. Now, being that the place was super affordable and honestly, the money that they poured into it while they were fixing it, they couldn't afford to move. Right. So they soldiered on and eventually Jack was even promoted at his job. And good, his, good job, Jack. Good job. Yeah. And his older daughter started getting involved in sports. So Jack even doubled as her softball coach to stay busy. Okay. And they, they felt like things were starting to look up. Janet became pregnant. Um, she decided that she wanted to help organize like an anti-drug driving group at the high school to stay busy. Okay. And everyone just kind of seemed to be happy, but like all of the paranormal movies that we see, good things typically start to take a turn. <laughs> so not too long after the Smurls, um, started struggling financially. Smoot? <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> I was and like, no smurls. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> when you said it that time, I was like, smoot. Melanie smoot? Maybe yes. that's right. Okay. No, that sounds right. That sounds right. Anyways. Anyways. What's yeah. going on with the smurls? <laughs> I'm totally focused. <laughs> so, you know, a few months pass and the Smurls started struggling financially. So not long after they started struggling fin financially, Mary, Jack's mother, who was living with them, 
had a heart attack. Oh no, Mary. Um, she didn't pass okay. at that time, but after the heart attack, the ghostly visits started getting like really intense, okay. really intense. So Mary and Janet, um, they reported that they both would hear voices, but the voices sounded like one another. So like, so like Janet Mary was, thought she was hearing Janet talking when it wasn't her yes, and vice versa. Yes. Oh, creepy. So, Jan- so Janet would be like in the living room or the kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. And she thought that she would hear Mary call her name. But when she would walk in to, to find out what she wanted, she would either be laying on the couch asleep. Oh, or that girl's playing possum. She's not sleeping. No. <laughs> right. Or she'd even be outside, like in their yard or whatever. Oh, no, I don't like that. Yeah. So of course, you know, Janet would be super uneasy and she's like, uh, okay. And she'd go back to what she was doing. Well, vice versa. Mary would even think that she heard Janet and Jack arguing. And when she went to break up the argument, Jack wasn't even home. Oh, shit. So it was major, like major strange occurrences for them. I would say so. Yes. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. And unfortunately, this was not the worst of it. Okay. So um, they started claiming that like weird black masses would form around the house and float room to room. So they just start seeing these like dark spaces moving from the corners of their house i'm sorry and they were ignoring this stuff (laughs) i'm like bro the first time my motherfucking saw that my bags would be packed actually wouldn't even have bags right keep my motherfucking shit (laughs) come on kids let's load up we don't want our shit to have this essence of spirit (laughs) this is your shit now (laughs) like keep the motherfucking shit so this is not even the worst either so like they saw all this right but then they started claiming that things started getting physical like majorly physical one night um janet said that she was visited in the dead of the night by a force and it paralyzed her got that sleep paralysis yes she got that like sleep paralysis where she couldn't move but she was completely wide awake Mm mm-hmm and she claimed that it molested her. Oh, no. Yeah. And the awful thing about it is Jack even said that he was like lying in the bed with Janet and had heard someone whispering in a woman's voice. And, and when he turned to face his wife, he even witnessed a shadowy figure run up her leg. What the fuck? So for me, the... I would have been like <laughs> grabbing a pillow and, and smacking my wife. I would have been like, bitch, get up. <laughs> like, wake up. <laughs> I would have been like, we got to leave. Fucking go. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, no, it was bad. So to me, experience something like that, I would not have stayed. Like, I would have been like, no, nah, bruh, I got to go. Yeah, no, no. We about to bounce out. Yeah. So. The physical instances did not stop. Uh, one of the daughters um, actually got cut from a light fixture that fell from the ceiling. Oh, my God. And, like, they, she got cut to the point that she had to go to the hospital. Damn. And it makes me, you know what that makes me rem- 
think of. You remember when that light fixture fell and, and the pointy side went into Sean's head? No, I don't remember that. I remember that. What? When did that happen? Like at the top, it didn't, it didn't go like bad, but he had to go and get stitches at the top of his head. You don't remember I, that? Oh, I don't remember that. I don't, how old was he? He was little. I don't remember that. It was awful. Anyways, so they had to go to the hospital and then the, they had a German shepherd too. Mm-hmm. So the German shepherd would pick up on a lot of the, um, like spirit visits, I guess you could right. say. Right. And he'd bark a lot or he'd get upset or seem to be upset. And in fact, one night they were sitting in their living room and the dog was super upset and he was whining and Janet witnessed the dog get picked up and thrown (gasps) against the wall. No, baby. Okay. (laughs) He was okay, but (sighs) If I saw my dog, that's supposed to protect me. Get I don't know why they're still room. there. I understand that they are, they can't afford to move. Motherfucking go. We live I in a rather, box or something at this I was point. Say, <laughs> I would rather live in my motherfucking car. Okay. <laughs> so it was, yes, they, they were soldier, they soldiered on for a really long time. It was awful. One of the worst instances for Janet was she also was picked up by a presence. Oh yeah, that's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad instance. <laughs> and was dangling around six feet in the air and was also tossed across the room. Hail to the no. <laughs> Hail to the no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, if she was, if some, if something that was invisible. <laughs> Lifted you picked, up. <laughs> picked me up. First of all, I'm not a small person in the air. (laughs) No, me neither. Like if you can lift up this weight, then bruh, I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) And just toss you to the wall. I want to be like, I want to go home, but I don't want to go home in this case. (laughs) I have no home. So, um, Janet was actually not the only one that stated she was sexually assaulted by a force either. What's wrong with these ghosties? so jack actually said he was watching a baseball game on the tv in a succubus on the tv (laughs) on on the on the television (laughs) on the the moving picture show box (laughs) in the the black and white um no so he was watching a baseball game and a succubus entered the living room and raped him so for those that don't know what a succubus is it is a demon in female form that seduces men and can even cause like poor physical and mental health when yeah. they encounter them, sometimes even death. Yeah. They just, they just bring it on to them. Um, but this is, of course, when he's reporting this, people are like, what did you just say? <laughs> right, right. Because you, you don't hear about that very often. You don't no, hear about and and he... He was dead set on the story too. Like he was like, no, I'm telling you, I was watching, I was watching something on TV and this, it, they walked, the presence walked into the room and I even told them no. And it raped me. It was even reported that neighbors would call authorities because they would hear screaming coming from the house when nobody was home. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's probably fine. 
So for me, if authorities are called because they hear screaming when nobody's home, that sounds to me like you should just like burn that place down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and now all of, all of them are, they're at this point where they're just like terrified, you know, they can't sleep, they can't eat, they don't feel comfortable in their home. So they decided that maybe it was time that they asked for help. Okay. So they started researching some places um, or some people that would know about like spirits or hauntings in this case. Um, and they found a couple. Was it the Warrens? It, it was. And the rain. I was going to say that. So they found a couple um, that are very popular demonologists. Mm -hmm. So um, they reached out to them and they asked them if, you know, they could come into their home and let them know what was going on. So Ed and Lorraine Warren, if, if those of you that don't know who they are, um, they're very popular demonologists. They even helped with the Amityville home. Mm -hmm. um, they uncovered like the history of the deaths that happened that were deemed to have haunted that house too. So, mm -hmm. um, they've got books and, you know, you can find so many things on them. They came in, they inspected the Smurls house, Lorraine, who's like a clairvoyant mm -hmm. had stated that they shared their home with four spirits. Cool. That's which probably to me, fine. <laughs> I was about to say, if somebody came up and was like, you have four spirits in here, I would be like, okay, goodbye. Good, good. Like, like it was nice talking to you. <laughs> um, no, she even went into detail. Uh, she said, there's a harmless elderly woman that lives here. Um, to me, I'd be like, oh, she's watching out for me, you know, but I still want to leave. Um, there was also a young and possibly violent girl possibly were, possibly they they were unsure she seemed very agitated okay when that they were there a man that suffered and even died in the same home so also if somebody told me that somebody died in the house that I lived in I would also be leaving <laughs> I mean I'm just saying right yeah and then last, so so many times I would just be leaving in the story <laughs> And then lastly, um, she stated that there was a demon that was there and that he was using these other spirits to destroy their home. Well, that's just rude. Yeah, that's rude. Like, <laughs> you have a say in it, spirits? Come on. So they're very uneasy at this point. Um, they're like, well, what do we do from, from here? So the Warrens, you know, provided them some other resources that they could they could do um and some other tools that they could you know try to do so it was time to call in more professionals and they decided that they were going to call to have an exorcism on their home okay gotta got exercise them demons get that cardio in <laughs> right. i'm sorry <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um they had an exorcism and after, and it seemed to have like just pissed it off more oh shit that's not cool so they were told that sometimes it takes multiple to get mm -hmm. the demon out all the way so they had another 
exorcism done to their house. So they had two done at this point. And the attacks just continued. Like they just kept happening. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was awful. So this was about the time that Jack and Janet decided that they wanted to make their story public because if they made their story public, maybe they could hear how to get more help because every resource or tool that they had been using, um, they know what's in the house, but they Mm -hmm. can't get rid of it. Okay. Okay. So unfortunately in in our stupid freaking world, <laughs> mm. let's just put it that way. Um, they reached out to the public, and instead of getting the help they needed, the press just latched on. Freaking media, always ruining shit. Fucking ruining shit. So, you know, they'd come and camp out in their yard. They would hassle for stories the minute that Jack or Janet left the house. Mm. Um, and in fact, it actually seemed to, to upset the demon even more. Oh, good. So <laughs> he was like, no paparazzi, please. Basically, that's exactly what I was going to say. I actually wrote something like that. <laughs> in I said, please, no pictures. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, he was, so with all of this commotion happening, it w- would piss off the demon to the point where the Smurls would ask people to basically leave. They were like, you guys are upsetting it more and we're getting this retaliation because you're camping out in our front yard. Like you're making it worse. We're trying to get our story out there for you guys to help us. And you're just keeping it as a publicity stunt. Right. I need you to leave. I need you to just be gone. So they got to the point where they were like, well, we're going to reach out. We're going to reach out to the Catholic church, but we're going to reach out to the Roman Catholic church. Okay. Like we're going up to the highest. We're going to the Pope. Like it's happening. (laughs) We're going to, we're going to ask him to come to our house. So (laughs) um, they reached out and they were really unsure on what might be causing this activity when they came. So like, the priests were like, okay, I don't, I don't understand. We've, I've been told that two exorcisms were done here. I, I don't know what more we can do. So multiple priests came, they visited the Smurls home to bless it. Bless this mess. And they even repeat, they reported that when they came, no harmful activity even happened there. Like, almost like the demon was taunting the Smurls. Oh, you're going to bring in a, a priest? Well, watch this. I'm going to act like I don't exist. I'm going to be on my best behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm going to act like I don't exist and that you're just a crazy little bitch. You and, the minute, and the minute that they leave, oh man, are you going to get it? So take me with you, please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So they, they called multiple priests. Well, in 1986, Pick up sticks. No. one of the, the priests that they called suggested, you know, why don't I move into the house okay. to view and witness these demonic forces? And they're like, you know what? 
why not? That is a great <laughs> fucking like, idea. It's not like anything else is could go wrong, right? Let's let's just have you come in and maybe you can like help us get rid of this thing. He's like, okay, I'll pack my bags. <laughs> so <laughs> he bring he comes in and he has been here two nights and nothing has happened. Okay. So two full nights, which to the Smurls, the way that they had been talking to, you know, the public and all these priests is not a day goes by that they're not being tortured by this, right? this, you know, presence. So clearly this priest has to just stay here forever and they're good. Well, <laughs> well, that's not what happened. So the priest had been here for two nights and he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to leave. Nothing's happening. I think you're, you're full of crap. Right. Like, this is a hoax. This is not, you wasted my time. I was like, no, please don't go. He packs up and leaves. And he had blessed the house before because when he got in, you know, he blessed it just like all the others. Right. And unfortunately, when he left, it just continued. Like it was almost a matter of 10 minutes of the priest leaving that things would start flying through the house. Cool. Cool, cool. So they endured one more year of this nonstop. Oh my God. Yes. To me, if you had gone through all of these resources that you thought would help you and none of them worked, I would have moved. I would have moved before I even asked for the help. That's yeah. just me. No, I'd have been gone. So they endured another year. And by 1987, they finally packed up and they left their duplex. Okay. They moved into a new home. And after settling into their new home, they reported that they were followed. No, the fucker. They had that essence of spirit on their shit. They should have left their shit behind. <laughs> I know, right? Well, they immediately called the church to come and perform an exorcism in 1989. They had moved and they were there about two years and started seeing like small instances. So they were like, nope, we got to get somebody here. So they immediately performed an exorcism before any of the physical things happen this time okay and after that it seemed to have cleared their home so they didn't have any more freak or unsettling encounters since then but ever since this instance the smurls have dealt with being like publicly scrutinized yeah like the press and reporters started stating that they didn't believe that the reported hauntings on that in that chase street duplex even happened because since they moved there was a new family that had been in there and nothing nothing happened to them will happen to living in there well yeah because they were followed that's the, the way i put the, it right because the demon went with them to the new house but the crazy thing is um the details that the smurls had gave about the hauntings really made it one of the top paranormal stories out there in fact um in 1991, the movie The Haunted came out mm -hmm. and it was based off of their experience. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, there were some books that were written, obviously, and, and the Warrens got a lot of backlash when they started helping some of these families because they felt that they were full of it too for a while. Right. Yeah. And they got a lot of backlash. A lot of backlash because every big haunting that they went to um they were also 
scrutinized and stated, you know, they're just doing this for publicity. And, right, right. And unfortunately, you know, Jack and Janet, they were like, no, they helped us understand what was living with us. They didn't scrutinize them at all um, because they knew what they'd experienced. So, um, yeah, that is the, the small haunting I don't know. What do you think? Do you honestly think that they were haunted or do you think it was? I don't know. I want to think that they were haunted because I like the spooky stuff, but it's hard. It's hard to tell when like every time somebody else comes, nothing happens and right. they move and nothing happens to the new people, which like I get, yeah, it, it supposedly followed them. But what if, what if that was just, a, I don't know. I want it to be real though. I know to me, um, I didn't, I also forgot to report, tell you about this. I did read after some of the people that came in, um, to like bless the home and stuff did say that the dog felt really unsettled too. The dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, I wouldn't have viewed it as a dog that was just barking or upset or anything. I mean, it's a German shepherd, but the dog was like uneasy feeling and it wasn't so much of like trying to attack the people that came in it was uneasy as in like I don't want to be here take me with right you type uneasy. Poor so um for me if if you ask me what I think I personally think that they were haunted mm-hmm. um especially after experience the whole spirit <laughs> box last night <laughs> I 100% believe you're like I believe it so much more now than when I wrote these notes (laughs) it's so so crazy but no um I believe they were haunted especially with them explaining in detail different things that happened to them now the whole being molested thing though it's very American horror story vibes I know to me (laughs) that's all I could think of but also you know this happened way before AHS came out it makes me think of season one (laughs) yeah me too um I don't know, maybe the point, the the um, fact that they got all of this backlash from the media and all this backlash from people and didn't ever change their story or back down makes it a little more believable to me. Well, that was kind of what I thought too. I mean, they, even being like- Like that's commitment. Yeah, even being scrutinized, they were like, no, it happened to us. I don't care what you say. Right. And- being somebody which I haven't gone through any of this but say if I had been somebody that had like lived through this type of haunting or something I mean it would have just they looked exhausted right they looked exhausted the kids the kids were were agreeing with the parents about how you know I think eventually somebody would have like changed the story with there being kids and everything. Somebody would have eventually like screwed up, right? If it wasn't real, somebody would have at one point screwed it up, you know? Yes. And unfortunately this was just how it, how it happened. And, you know, you'll always have those non-believers too. I mean, you're going to have the people that are like, oh, that's not true. I personally, if, if you were to ask me if, I believe that it's real. I would say yes. I I personally think that it was it was real. Do I think that they were followed into their new house? I I think that they might have been 
feeling paranoid at that point. Possible. I mean, I would be. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe they weren't technically followed to that one, but I don't know. I could be wrong there. It is what it is. That's the Smurl haunting. Okay. Good job. Okay. Good job with the paranormal. You're welcome. Thanks. So speaking of like spooky and paranormal stuff, um, we would love it if you guys would check out this promo for this other podcast that we love. They are two sisters also, and they cover like spooky stuff and it's really cool. So we're going to play that for you in your little ear holes right now. Are local lore, legends, and laughter your thing? Then come check out our podcast, or so they say, where two sisters travel small town America, one ghostly tale at a time. We're your hosts, Midwest twins Megan and Kelsey. Join us every Thursday where you get to hear not just the history behind haunted locations, but our own personal experiences as well. Faceless nuns? Check. Harmonica playing ghosts? Check. Alcohol? You You betcha. betcha. So join our spooky crew and drink along with us as we investigate a haunted place near you. Stream us wherever you find your favorite podcasts at Or So They Say. Come check us out. Bye. Bye. So I guess it's my turn. I'm going to give you this nice little spooky presentation that I've put together. Oh, (laughs) you got a whole ass presentation. There's a PowerPoint. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm going to need you to take a moment to look at this chart. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if it'll be as high up there on the creep meter as Dear David was last year for you. Oh my God, I love Dear David. Fucking hysterical. I loved your reactions. (laughs) It was the Fucking best, especially David. when I sent you the pictures. Oh my God. Anyways. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was good. So hopefully this is pretty close. Um, definitely it gives me the heebie-jeebies. It's kind of creepy. So oh, okay. I can't wait. It's okay. So so I'm gonna tell you about a creepy little phenomenon. A creepy little phenomenon known it's a hard word as black-eyed kids or black-eyed children so do you know about this a little bit I've heard it mentioned but I don't think I know the actual background of the story okay Okay, yeah so if you have heard about it I'm gonna refresh your memory a little bit I'm gonna explain what the hell these creepy little buggers are oh okay I don't know why I became British for a second, but okay, here we are. Um, if you do, <laughs> little, buggers. <laughs> little buggers, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, then I'm going to learn you a thing or two about a thing or oh, two. Okay. So let's do it. So stories about black eyed kids have been going around for decades. Conspiracy theorists believe that black eyed children are aliens trying to reach out. Um, demonologists believe they're children of the devil himself. And if you let them in, you are allowing the devil to enter your life. So, oh, okay. Well, that escalated. <laughs> it did real quickly. The, they're always described as children ranging from the ages of around like six to 16 years old. They're usually described as super pale, which like same, don't judge. Um, <laughs> I <was gonna> say, <laughs> um, I've always been super pale. <laughs> like, I was going to say, I'm a black eyed child. Um, <laughs> But I'm not a child anymore, so I guess I can't right. like that. But <laughs> right, so like so I'm gonna need the definition of what you think pale. Is. 
<laughs> I am slightly transparent. Um, <laughs> so oftentimes they are they're dressed in clothes that seem a bit old fashioned, but sometimes they're described as wearing quote normal clothes, and um, they have black eyes, like mm -hmm. completely black, like no whites, everything's black. Hence the okay. name Black Eyed Kids because we're really good at naming stuff. Often they will show up at your house, sometimes during the day and sometimes in the dead ass middle of the night and knock on your door. Like, awful. No, thank you. I'm quite all right. <laughs> like we don't want any. So imagine this. They'll show up. They'll knock on your door. You like cautiously peep in the peephole or look out your window because why the fuck is someone knocking on your door? Like whether it's mm -hmm. day or the night don't knock on my door. I don't care what time of the day it is. I have social anxiety and I'm awkward and how dare you knock and try to force me to interact with people. Rude. <laughs> it makes me, it makes, it makes, when you say that, it makes me think of my husband every time somebody knocks on our door, which it's typically like one of the kid's friends or something. Right. I know about it prior, but he doesn't. He'll like get up and peek out the window. He's like, who the fuck's there? Go <laughs> answer the door and I'm like, um, Dallas, this is who it is. And he was like, I didn't know they were coming. I was like, what is wrong with you? Just go open the door. <laughs> I don't, don't, don't be knocking on my door. I don't like that. <laughs> Anyways. So they knock on the door and they ask to come in, but not like a normal, Hey, can I come in? They speak in like a monotone robotic voice. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I drop kick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Great <laughs> <straight> drop kick. <laughs> And like the, a motherfucking football. <laughs> I will punch you like a football kid. Uh, <laughs> and they'll try to give some kind of like half-assed reason to convince you to let them in. Like, they'll be like, hey, so can we come in and use the bathroom? Or can we come in and call our parents to pick us up? I'm looking at your eyes and I'm saying <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you don't see their eyes yet. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> so you got this pale ass little six-year-old asking to come in and call their parents. And your first instinct might be to help them out. Like it's just so Oh no, kid. that's not my first instinct. In fact, if I see some little six-year-old saying, can I come in and call my parents? I'd be like, bro, where is your parent? Why'd you leave without your parent? Right. <laughs> like, do you even know your parents' phone number? <laughs> right. You were six. Do you know a number? <laughs> <laughs> my child says 14 twice. <laughs> <I would know. laughs> I would rather, <laughs> I'd rather just close the door in your face, okay? <laughs> she says 14 twice when she's counting. You can't say 13 right, so she says 14, 14. <laughs> she's like, oh, she's stuck, just kind of bop her a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, she just sounds like a broken record. Right. <laughs> okay, so. Somebody else, not Samantha, might want to help this small child out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit fucking mean. <laughs> well, then you realize that something doesn't really seem exactly right. Like, they seem slightly off. Maybe it's the fact that they're dressed in an out-of-date fashion. And instead of, asking, <laughs> instead of asking to use your phone to call their parents, they just asked if they could use your telegraph. Like, yeah, they're slightly off. It's, it's, they're not quite with the time. So what I would end up doing, here's another thing I would end up doing. If a little kid says, can I use your telegraph? I would just like, you know, that, that moment where you're just like looking at him and then you just like slowly close the door. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard pass. Now, 
I know when I need to look out for, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Many people have reported an overwhelming feeling of dread and fear when they have an encounter with black-eyed kids, like a super overwhelming, heavy on your chest, something is definitely not right here kind of fear. Then they tend to have an almost hypnotic effect on you. Oh, okay. And you suddenly feel the urge to let them in. Fight the urge, people. Don't do (laughs) Do not let them in. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, that's, that's also another thing that I like about the fact that doors these days have windows, even if they're small windows. Look the fuck out there. And if you see a six-year-old standing there, you just don't open the door. <laughs> just don't open the door for this poor little child that's out I'm in the just, cold. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it does sound awful. What if it was really somebody that needed help? Right. And now you've heard this podcast and you're like, fuck that. It's a black eye kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So fight the urge. What you don't know at that time is that black eyed kids can only come in if they're invited in. So they're not allowed to just bust through the door like the Kool-Aid man. You have to like, let them come in. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the Kool-Aid man? Was that Fat Albert? (laughs) That's Fat Albert. That's Fat Albert. What's the Kool-Aid man? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) I'm over here. (laughs) You're, you're the offspring. You're the flavor, eh, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm the best choice brand. Yeah, like Clover Valley. Anyway, <laughs> okay. So if you let them in, bad shit is going to go down. Yeah, like yeah. it's going down. I'm yelling timber. Just don't let them in. So you're thinking about it like it has been a wee child in need why wouldn't you help them and then you see them these anemic ass looking kids have pure black eyes <laughs> anemic ass <laughs> sorry i'm fucking anemic <laughs> there's nothing wrong with being anemic maybe maybe that's why you're pale probably is <laughs> anyways so they have pure black eyes, no whites in these eyes at all. Think of the demons from Supernatural. <laughs> and then you pick them up and eat them outside. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, you, <laughs> you know, like in Supernatural, yes. all the demons have pure black eyes. You know, the right. show with, with my kiddos, future stepdaddy, Jensen Ackles. Okay. <laughs> one day, one day, Jensen. His wife is smoking. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> Did I? Oh, I know, right? Did I ever tell you? <laughs> Speaking of Jensen, did I ever tell you that Chris wouldn't let me name Tyler Jensen? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can only I, imagine why. I like, I like brought it up when we were thinking of names. I'm like, what about Jensen? And he's like, girl. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you, you're right. It'd be hella weird if he and his stepdaddy had the same name. <laughs> Good God. Jensen Jr. Come on, Jensen Jr. <laughs> he was immediately like a veto. If you had named your child Jensen Jr., there is no Jensen. <laughs> Jensen Jr. <laughs> for, you to, for you to have named him that. Come on, Jensen Jr. Oh, is his dad's name Jensen? No. <laughs> One day. <laughs> My God. <laughs> anyway, so we have black demon eyes, pale skin, robo voice asking to use your telegraph. Yes. All, all signs point to no. Do not let this child in. <laughs> Just don't do it. 
So let's talk about the first reported case on these black eyed kids. Okay. So this case was reported by a man named Brian Bethel back in 1995. I saw several, several sources that said it had been claimed that the first sighting was like in the eighties, but I couldn't find any info on that particular case. So I'm gonna tell okay. you about Brian's encounter. So Brian Bethel was a veteran journalist and a columnist, 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 good God. He was a reporter. <laughs> Abominable. <laughs> I cannot say it. <laughs> it's a hard word. So he um, was a journalist at Reporter News in Abilene, Texas. One night he was headed to go pay his internet bill and he was headed to the main office and was planning on dropping off a check in the drop box because it was already night. And then he was going to just like continue on about his night. So he gets to the office and parks his car and starts like writing out this check. All of a sudden, two young boys come up to his car and knock on his window. That's also a no. <laughs> right. Like, don't fucking knock on anything. Don't come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> now in 2021, that's how you get shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he described these boys as about about nine and 12 years old. He said, this is his description of them, cracks me up. One was a quote, somewhat suave, olive skinned, curly headed young man. What? He was suave. <laughs> like, like Rico Suave. Like... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of like, was his hair like Fonzie hair? It's the Fonz. Like, how do you? One of them was the Fonz. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the other was, quote, a redheaded, pale-skinned, freckled young man. So we got Fonz oh, and so a ginger. Fonzie. You got, I was going to say, you got Fonzie and one of Satan's children. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there's nothing kidding. wrong with gingers. They do have no, there's a, There's not at all. <laughs> I was totally kidding. So. Now, the internet provider's office just happened to be right by a movie theater. So these boys told Brian through his car window, like he didn't roll the window down or anything, that they had come to watch the new Mortal Kombat movie, which did come out in 95, I checked. Okay. So they came to watch this new movie and they just realized that they had forgotten their money at home. So they wanted to know if he could give them a ride home so they could get their money and then come back and watch the movie. No. no, you don't go up to strangers. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> and as an adult, you've straight told these kids that even even if they didn't, even if they had black eyes, I'd be like, I'd be like, children, you don't know me. I'm a stranger. That is not what you do. Did your parents teach you anything? <laughs> like, you first of all, <laughs> go the fuck home and stay there now because you dumb and you don't deserve to watch Mortal Kombat you don't just go up to strangers cars and ask for rides kids no kids don't. why are these kids still listening to us we've told them about that anyway <laughs> they're like trying to convince them they're like it's totally cool if, if he lets them in they're like bro it's totally fine but they're not saying bro because they speak in robotic monotone voices <laughs> They're like, it's totally fine. Our house isn't very far from here. We are but two wee boys. It's not like we're going to rob you. We have no gun. Like that kind of stuff. You're robbing me. Okay. Got me kidnapping you. That's not normal stuff that you say to a stranger that you're trying to convince to give you a ride. First of all, don't do that. Also, if you're trying to convince me that you're not going to rob me, 
I have a feeling you're gonna rob me. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Oh, I won't rob you. Wait, what? <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> Why would you say that? So Brian suddenly became overwhelmed with this heavy feeling of just straight up fear. And it was at this point that he noticed their eyes. They were black as coal and completely empty looking. So he's like completely freaked out now. He, Brian, mutters, as he's locking, he's like, <laughs> Brian muttered some kind of like half ass excuse as to why he couldn't give them a ride. And then he put the car into gear and sped off. He's like, hell no. As soon as he started driving, like as soon as he started driving, he looked into his rear view mirror to see like what and reaction they were, like, they were doing. In the fucking right. road. Are, he's like, are they chasing me? Are they just standing there confused about this man that just left these two helpless broke ass kids in a parking lot? Like, what are they <laughs> doing? <laughs> but um, when he looked in the rear view mirror, he was shocked and terrified to see that they were nowhere to be seen. It was like oh, they had just vanished. No. Yeah. That's also a hell no. <laughs> <laughs> they were nowhere. Cool, cool, cool. At this point, I'd be driving <laughs> to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> like, my ass doesn't even want to go home. Like, what the fuck did I just see? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? <laughs> that's, that's what you do when you go see a psychiatrist. You just sit down and go, am I crazy? <laughs> I would absolutely do just that. <laughs> so now I'm going to read you a few stories of Black Eyed Kids sightings that I found throughout the interwebs. Okay. So found some of these on reddit you know the rabbit hole that i get lost in sometimes <laughs> everybody gets lost in reddit everybody it's gets lost dangerous um, is, some of the shit that i read on there though is just it's so funny <laughs> yeah so one of the stories i'm gonna tell you a couple of stories and then i'm gonna read you like first account like in the people's word stories okay so one of the stories i found goes like this it's a snowy town in vermont at night an elderly couple is just hanging out, lounging, whatnot, and they hear three loud knocks on their front door. So they open the door and they see two children, a boy and a girl, standing on their doorstep. One of the kids opens their mouth and just says in a monotone, monotone voice, parents will be here soon. May we come in? Wait, what? Yeah. But like, uh, no. no. Why you why are your parents coming here? Okay, who invited them? <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing seemed... <laughs> I'm sorry, but these motherfucking like the people that are encountered by these black eyed kids clearly don't don't know what to say no to. Like I know to say no to all of these things. <laughs> Everything that you've stated is a no for me. <laughs> it is a no. Like you come and ask me if you can use my telegraph, uh, doors getting slammed in your face. You come and ask me um, if I can give you a ride because you left your your money at home. Um, no, I'm driving the fuck on. <laughs> you come up to my door and you tell me that your parents are gonna be here soon. I'm getting my shotgun. <laughs> 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 so, I'm gonna tell you tell your parents <laughs> they better right. say the fuck back that's all I gotta say <laughs> you you wait outside for your parents <laughs> by the road you wait way by the curb <laughs> last time I checked I didn't invite nobody <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing seemed a little off to these to this couple like the kids didn't make eye contact they said the weird thing about the parents coming they just stood in the doorway 
So at first the elderly couple was hesitant, but after a minute they were like, we can't just turn these kids away. So they let them inside the house. No lady. No, of course, of course they're elderly. (laughs) Right. You know what gets me about that too? Like, I don't understand how all these, these elderly people are like so oblivious in like movies or stories that you hear like this. They're like, oh, come in, dear. Like, they don't know any better. Our grandma would be like, bitch, fucking go. Yeah, she would. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, why is it always an elderly couple gets tricked? Like, come on. So they let them in the house. Let okay. them inside. I just don't like this because <laughs> it always turns out bad for the elderly, elderly couples. <laughs> so the kids settled on the couch. And the wife went into the kitchen to make some hot cocoa for the kids to help warm them up. Fucking, of course she did. (laughs) (laughs) The husband stayed in the living room with the kids. Because every elderly woman is a grandmother to somebody and they just (laughs) love you so much. This is why I'm getting so mad. (laughs) So he starts, the husband, he starts asking them some questions. Nothing crazy, just like trying to get info from them. Offering they're giving them butterscotch <laughs> right they're giving him nothing they're just sitting quietly on the couch they're not Which is fucking creepy okay they're exactly so when the wife comes back in with the hot cocoa she noticed that their cats seemed terrified and almost angry with the children like the cats were freaking the fuck out finally one of the kids spoke up in a super monotone may we please use the restroom Yes, it's located outside. (laughs) May we, not may I. Like, can we go together to the restroom? It's located outside. (laughs) (laughs) So while while thinking to herself. It's down the block. (laughs) It's down the block, yes. So she's thinking to herself something like, this is weird, they need to use the restroom together. And at this point, this is when she finally sees their eyes. So their eyes are as black as the starless universe, like nothing but blackness. She directed them to the bathroom and then turned to her husband to check with him and be like, did you see their eyes? You know, well, when she turns to him, she notices that he's covering his hand, his face with his hand. And she's like, did you see their eyes? But he didn't say anything. He just slowly moved his hand from his face and his hand was covered in blood. Oh, fuck no. So his wife was confused for a second and then she realized that he was having a nosebleed. So he just like randomly, like, she was like, okay, 11 from Stranger Things. What the hell? It's time to go. It is time to go. They can have the house. (laughs) Get in the car. (laughs) Right. Well, then suddenly the power went out. Uh, nope. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. It's, It's been nice. (laughs) it has been real black eyed kids peace (laughs) we'll catch you on the flip side (laughs) so she headed towards the restroom to check on the kids when the Uh -uh. power went out girl no (laughs) (laughs) and um she stopped dead in her tracks when she heard the monotone voice of one of the kids from the end of the hall uttering our parents are here Oh, fuck no. Power goes out and their parents are here. Like, is that a sign that they got here? Like, what No, the that is a sign to get out of the house. <laughs> the kids then walked towards the front door, opened it, walked out and left the door wide open because they were apparently raised in a barn. Like, what the fuck? Shut the door. Uh, they weren't raised in a barn. They were fucking, <laughs> they were raised in hell. 
<laughs> where now. everything is on fire around you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the wife looks outside to see where they went and noticed that they were two very tall and slender men at the end of the driveway. Uh uh-uh. uh. Close your motherfucking door. She waves. <laughs> But they didn't wave back. <laughs> hey down there. How's it going? I gave them cocoa. <laughs> the two men and the two children got into a car and drove away. As soon as they were out of sight, the power came back on. Just like as soon as they were gone. The fuck was that? <laughs> it's like I get. <laughs> It was my own black eye kid. <laughs> Sounding like the house was gonna come down. Uh, so the power <laughs> came back on. That couldn't have been better timing. Right. <laughs> I'm about to drop kick a child. <laughs> so as soon as they were out of sight, the power came back on. Oh they were like, okay, that was fucking weird. <laughs> That's not how I would say it. I would not just be like, oh, okay, that was fucking weird. You want some hot cocoa, honey? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Then more weird things started happening over the next several weeks. Oh, my God. Three of their four cats suddenly went missing. The fourth cat never went missing, but was unfortunately found dead in the house with oh. no clear reason for its death. It was just like dead. What? The husband continued to have nosebleeds over the next few weeks and finally decided to go to the doctor where he was diagnosed with a very aggressive skin cancer no yes so that is one of the only cases i could find of people that like let them in and then just bad shit happened from there on out now i'm going to read you some people's accounts that i found on the interwebs oh my god so like (laughs) there's a lot of shit on the interwebs (laughs) y'all Because everything is true on the interwebs. Right. Everything is true on the interwebs. Obviously. So I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. The dog barking ones always creep me out. Especially when the animals are like looking in places where nobody is Right. At. Right. So she was upright on the so bed. My, my cats do this sometimes and it bothers me. Uh, no. Okay. So I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter, staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out over just like some noise in the house. Right. We'd only been here for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. Our roommate, a creek from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her there was nothing there. It sounds a bit silly, right? But it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared. Like, why would you do that? (laughs) That does sound more than silly. That sounds like stupid, but right. I'm guessing like, she means like if the daughter's like, oh, there's a monster in my closet. So they open the closet and they're like, see, there's nothing here. Yeah. But if it's coming from the, (laughs) if it's your freaking puppy freaking out, like a dog freaking out about something, something's probably there. I'm just saying. No. Not not doing that. So I opened the door and she raced to the front door. She stood there snarling at the door. So I guess they were in the they were in the bedroom. She opened the bedroom door and they went the dog went straight to the front door. You better make sure that door locked. (laughs) Okay. It was an angry, violent growl, one I'd never heard her make before. 
so I looked at her and opened the baby gate blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her show her everything was okay. So planning on opening the front door to show her it was okay. Why, why Bitch, the nah. did you do that? There's <laughs> a reason that you have a dog. <laughs> She's trying to warn you something. She is telling you, you should <laughs> not let it in. <laughs> right? Do not let it in. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me. And when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered almost like she was afraid and backing down. Well, fucking yeah, she is. <laughs> She's she like, goddamn devil. <laughs> <laughs> As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I'd been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. Right? Why are you going to just fucking open the door and not look through the people? People, this whole motherfucking time. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Oh my goodness. Outside were two kids. One in the dead ass end of the or middle of the night. <laughs> They're just standing outside. Your, they hadn't even knocked or anything. The dog just like freaked out because it felt oh their God. presence. They're just standing oh there. God it's halloween today and when i take my kids i swear god i see any kids in halloween costume they going across the room <laughs> oh my god <laughs> let's see i lost my place two, okay two kids were standing two kids are standing there one was a girl she looked to be 16 or 17 she was slender and pale her hair was a light shade of blonde and she wore a long about mid-back oh she wore it long her hair <laughs> she, she wore it long about mid-back with long thin blunt bangs which covered most of her eyes that's that's an unfortunate haircut it sounds like <laughs> with the with the bangs it's not a good look like our it's like our haircuts that mom gave us oh my god <laughs> um yeah it was yeah. real bad I had it was like a combination of a mullet and a bowl cut at one point. I love it. The I worst thing picture. ever. I love it when you post it. It's great. <laughs> I hate I hate the bangs that mom used to give me. It, it was a great combination. Or... She would give you the bangs and perm your hair. So they were just like <laughs> this awful short curly thing happening. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> so she wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now. I don't know what time, what, when this was written. Okay. Um, a thin looking olive colored pullover type hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl who looked to be around three or four in the same style jeans and a button down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm and it was identical to the one that my daughter has which is creepy as hell. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. That's fucking creepy. That's fucking creepy. Had it not been for the over the feeling of over, overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and give them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold. But something about them- Why would you off. let them in when it's the middle of the night? Right? At this point, I hadn't made a noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled nothing. I, had on, I hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indicators that I was at the door. The older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. So wait, the door's still closed. Right. And she knows she's there? Yeah. She 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 hasn't like the dog went to the door barking, but she and growling and stuff. Yeah, she that's also to, a hard she, time. she went to reach for the door and then the dog got all freaked out and like whiny. 
but she didn't make any noises when she went through she didn't turn any lights on she just like peeked through the people and then suddenly this one starts talking to her and says we have to use your phone bitch no you don't (laughs) (laughs) go to the neighbors (laughs) I stood frozen in fear how did she know I was there (laughs) there's one next door (laughs) right (laughs) Karen next door has a phone (laughs) she raised her head to face me directly like through the people she raised her head to the people she raised her head to face me directly and that was when I saw her eyes there was a reason I couldn't see them through the bangs before. They were black or midnight blue or dark or dark purple. They were otherworldly. She said, our mother is worried. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I have never been one to believe in these things as a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no questioning what was right in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door, Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite. When I took the second step back, she became commanding and almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we could have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Lucy snarled at the door. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why is you threatening me? (laughs) Bitch, I will beat your ass. How old are you? (laughs) (laughs) I will call your mother. Lucy snarled again, and um, I inched backward, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. Yeah, that's a hard no. (laughs) It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. I I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night, and I haven't slept right since. I know from reading about them that black-eyed kids can't just come in without permission. When I told my husband, he said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it, but there's this lingering feeling of sadness and this dread when the house is silent and I, this fear of a knock at the door that tells me otherwise. So hail to the no. (laughs) Hail to the no, no. Okay. (laughs) Here is one that's weird. It shows how like slightly out of touch they are. Like, I don't know if they're, if they're alien or paranormal, but they're clearly not human. And they like, it's almost like they try to mimic humans to like, like, oh, hey, we're human too. Let us in. (laughs) But they do like a really bad job at it. For example, this one, this one, this one says a weird thing. So this incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved across country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. (laughs) So the first thing that should have tipped me off to the weirdness of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. The second thing that should have dawned on me is that this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate and unlatch it to open it to get to the front door. 
So they had this big ass gate that you'd have to oh my open God. from the inside. Right. And you were just like, oh, hey, come on in. <laughs> come on in person knocking at six in the morning. The knock at the door was pretty startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short hair, and sunglasses. He's covering up the eyes. Mm. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd, and even more odd, he was eating an apple, which I don't think is more odd that he's eating an apple. Like, it's his breakfast. <laughs> he was hungry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, just back off. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, close the door, and slid the security chain into place. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> a moment later, another knock. I opened the now chain door, and before I could speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied, and attempted to close the door, but before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? What? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, you, bitch, you isn't human. That's not what we do. <laughs> first, first of all, you thought it was weird he was eating an apple. I don't think that's weird. I think it's weird that he wants to put ketchup on his apple. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and that, at that point, I would have said, no, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'd have been like, it. <laughs> so he goes, can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Fuck that, I reply. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his glasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, no, you won't be calling anybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's already done, son. <laughs> Bitch, my wife, already, I told you, I'm not calling him. She already did. <laughs> At that moment, I forced the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She's scared shitless hiding in the bedroom. With the phone that she just called the cops on. <laughs> right. <laughs> All jacked up on adrenaline, I ripped the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out to the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. Oh, hell to the no. <laughs> hell to the no, no. <laughs> That was fucked up, I think, to myself. And as I turned to go back into the house, I noticed a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, here's another one that, another example of them being like slightly off, not hip with the times. So last night was like any other night. I was switching between listening to music and watching YouTube videos with one headphone in my ear so I could hear my infant daughter if she cries. That way my wife can get a full night's sleep since she works at 4 a.m. at the hospital every day. I was like, that's nice. That is very nice. My husband would never. Okay. <laughs> Mine would, but he'd probably have headphones in both ears and just be watching YouTube. <laughs> he'd just be up watching YouTube while baby's crying. My husband, my husband would have been like, Samantha, <laughs> Samantha, the baby's crying. <laughs> uh, I decided to just go lay down in the spare bedroom. No, in the spare bed in the baby's room. I was like, why is there a spare bedroom in the baby's room? <laughs> in the spare bed in the baby's room. Just as I dozed off, I heard a thumping coming from the front porch. 
Startled at first, I opened my eyes wide and scanned the room. Realizing it was most likely my cat scratching himself on the front porch, I dozed back off. Then again, the thumping. Cat scratching. Does the cat thump? <laughs> right? Is it thumper? <laughs> Is your cat named thumper? I'm sorry. <laughs> then again, the thumping. Damn cat, I thought as I got out of bed to run him off the porch. <laughs> Only to... even so... <laughs> it's a terrible so... excuse. Right. Damn cat. <laughs> thumping on the porch. <laughs> God damn cat. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding um <laughs> that's my chicken papa <laughs> i got out of bed to run him off the porch only to see that he wasn't there but now that i was up again i wasn't the least bit tired i figured i'd get some tea and check facebook while i'm up <laughs> maybe finish the web series i was watching on youtube a few minutes into the video i felt the sudden urge to look up at the kitchen window and there they were the tops of two short statured people's what? heads yeah the <laughs> they just creeping outside the house is your, kitchen, is your kitchen at least like the front of the house because mine isn't and mine's at the back so he sees the tops of two short statured people's heads just above the window frame the people were just short enough not to see in the window but i could but i could see like the tops of their heads I heard no footsteps on my porch as my stomach turned. This is where he gets the hose. This is where okay. he gets the hose. <laughs> Goddamn kids in my yard again. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Okay. Then I hear a steady hollow thump and I realized it was a knocking. The very same thump that I just blamed on my cat. Deciding it was best not to answer the knock, I shut my laptop and crept by the back door. No, crept by the door back to the baby's room. Oh, okay. So he's just like, fuck that. I'm just going to sneak back to bed. <laughs> Which I would be like, get off my lawn. <laughs> Maybe they didn't see me. <laughs> right. <laughs> he said, I assumed it was some of the people from the low income housing across the road that were like high or hiding from the cops or something. <laughs> what? That sounds like you live in a sketch ass neighborhood. Hey. Or maybe looking for my cousin who stays with me often and has many friends over there. So he thinks it's the high people across the road. He says the last thing I needed to do was to try to explain to two stoners that I was trying to sleep, even though it was 2 a.m. It wasn't until I got to my daughter's room that the creepiness set in. The thump had moved from the kitchen to the bedroom windows. What? Right? <laughs> I'm starting to get mad. These stoners were going to wake up my daughter if I didn't run them off. So oh pissed. my god that's what you're worried about <laughs> okay i'm worried about these creepers creeping around my house <laughs> you're like they're gonna fucking wake the baby <laughs> oh my god okay so pissed off i went out to the kitchen unlocked and opened the door ready to run to the side of the house and kick some little idiot's ass all i'm thinking about is how all these stories <laughs> Clearly, I am a completely different freaking human because every one of these instances, I'm just thinking, that's what you're worried about? Are you fucking kidding me right Right? <laughs> it happened then, standing there oh looking up gosh. at me. Okay. We're two. Uh, you're not worried about the fact that it's 2 a.m. Okay. We're two 10 or 11 year old boys at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> at 2 a.m. The smaller one of the two spoke, may we use your telegraph? 
tell no <laughs> i just stared blankly at these boys horrified of what i just realized their eyes were pitch black he asked again to use my telegraph uh no i don't have one of those <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm fresh out of telegraphs <laughs> There wasn't a sound to be heard, no crickets chirping, no dogs barking, no cars driving by, nothing. I tried to play it cool and ignore the fact that he didn't say telephone or phone or cell, <laughs> anything that would have made any sense in that situation. <laughs> and I calmly replied, I don't have service at my house, sorry. <laughs> the expressions on their faces you turned to- You don't say that either. That's right. not smart. <laughs> sorry, I don't have service, right? You don't tell a killer. <laughs> A potential killer that you don't have service. They're like, sweet, you can't call any help. <laughs> sweet, I'm coming in. <laughs> These the people. The expressions on their faces turned to rage as I finished my sentence. Swiftly, I shut the door and locked it as quickly as I could. Then I stumbled back to protect my daughter. <laughs> stumbled back. I picked her up from her crib and held her close. The fact that she didn't wake up freaked me out the most, but I managed to gather my senses enough to make sure she was still breathing and warm. Everything seemed okay with her. I was about to say, is she breathing? <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> the thumping on the windows was back. I dropped to the floor as close to the wall as I could, and I held my little girl in my arms and wept like a child. I felt helpless and afraid. I lied there for what felt like hours, crying and shaking until I heard my wife's alarm clock. The thumping stopped the instant the alarm went off, and I crept into the master bedroom with the baby. What's wrong with you, my wife asked. I just had a bad dream is all I could mutter out. She's like, okay, well, give me the baby so I can feed her before work. I handed my wife the baby, and she fed her like any normal day. I turned on every light in the house and made coffee. For some reason, just having her awake calmed my nerves enough to pretend like nothing happened. I walked her out to the car nervously with the baby in my arms. Also, like... <laughs> I walked around to the, around <laughs> the house, but if I see them, I'm just pushing her in front of me. <laughs> right. I asked my wife not to leave until I walked back. So he walked her out to the car when she's leaving for work, and then he asked her not to leave until he got back into the house. <laughs> so clearly he was ready to, like, sacrifice his life. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, take care of me. <laughs> Once I was safely in the house, I locked the door again. And in the house, I sat horrified until I, until she got home. What, do, do you not have a job, bro? Like, <laughs> You're sitting here talking shit on them stoner kids. It's like these stoner kids, I'm gonna go out and whoop their ass. And now he's just like, mm -mm. I insisted we go to the next town over and stay the weekend at my brother's house. So like this scared this dude. He didn't want to stay there anymore. So that's the end of that one, but. I don't know how I feel about that guy being the protector, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that is no lie. Okay. So I have just a couple more, not many more, but here's one that I found that I thought was super fitting for this episode because it took place on Halloween. So oh, okay. I'd never heard of Black Eyed Kids before my incident. So I came on here to post my story. And the very first story I see is about a Black Eyed Kid. Weird. This is a weird coincidence. Um, let me preface this by saying I'm by no means a writer, just a domestic engineer living in North Texas. Also, I saw a lot of these were in Texas. I don't oh. know if, if they got more black eyed kids over there, but y'all can so have them. Newly noted, don't move to Texas. Okay. <laughs> also, I don't believe in the paranormal, ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween. I have to admit, it has me scratching my head. 
This is my first post on Reddit, and sorry to say I'd never heard about it until yesterday. I told my best friend about my incident, and she's an avid reader of No Sleep, and she told me if I didn't post it, she would. So here I am. So it had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in itself. We usually have kids from different areas dropped off in ours and have a constant parade at our door. That night, I'd say we'd had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come the entire night. It was about 9.30 p.m., and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of the, those ghost-based shows on supposedly actual events. Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then, and it was Halloween and all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in her crate because we were afraid she'd try to get out and play with all the kids, and we didn't want to have to chase her down the street. Right. Also, we didn't want her to scare off any of the kids because she would look a little intimidating to the younger kids. So I turned the outside light off, let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch and lay down at my feet. It was getting close to 10 p.m. when my husband decided that he'd had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs, take a shower, and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday, and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected to be back for another hour or so. So that just left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit. And being alone now watching, I'd have to say I was kind of on edge. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs water for the shower turn on when there came a light knock, knock, knock at the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell, really? It's almost 10 o'clock. Go home. <laughs> but, right, because it's Halloween. Right. But soon an uneasy, an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows in the dark, and without the porch light on, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. Which, like, yeah, why wouldn't you ring a doorbell? Right. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door has a big beveled glass panel, and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching TV. Bitch, get some curtains and cover your shit up. Right? (laughs) It would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Knock, knock, knock again from the door. I glanced down at Chloe and she was gone. My gaze followed to her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be there. Only she wasn't. She wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asked to go out like that. She always comes and like licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her. Right. Chloe Crate, I said. She just turned back and looked at me like, hell no, lady, I ain't moving. (laughs) I yelled up to my husband, but if he was already in the shower, I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Again, another knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough light on the door to where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of neighbors on their way back home, and they wanted to stop by and show me their costumes or something. No. (laughs) I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow What a great watchdog I have, I thought to myself, as she just sat there. I turned on the porch light, and when I got to the door, sure enough, I could see through the glass that there was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought, and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the street that late at night. I only opened the door enough to see to where I could block Chloe's escape so that she just, like, barely cracked the door open. Right. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes also no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a girl and a boy. The girl to my left was older, I'd say about 11 or 12, and the boy looked, I'd say eight or nine or so. 
the girl very politely spoke up, ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? Mitch, no. <laughs> As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask to use my phone. Um, hon, don't you have a phone of your own you can call your mom on, I asked. This was when things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something, but they never spoke. They both turned back to me and said, ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here and my brother is scared. I have to admit that there were two competing feelings going inside me. First, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. You don't know that feeling. You don't have that one. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> the other is sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then that I noticed during the short conversation, I'd already opened the door a few extra inches without being aware of it. So she's just standing there and just slowly opening the door, not knowing it. Yeah, no. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself? Another pause. And again, they looked at one another. And after a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mom? Oh, uh, he's a boy. He can pee outside. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bush over there. I got a bush. There's a, there's a bush. And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer to the door. Like she was just going to walk on in by me as she did. She stepped into the light coming from inside the house and I got my first real look at her solid jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror. I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and the back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to just where my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when <laughs> I would have been like, you better stop that fake crying bullshit. <laughs> you better shut that shit up. <laughs> I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> That's when the fear took over and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in my house. I can still see them stand there on the porch, just staring at me through the glass pane. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more to not know where they are, which like, yeah. Well, yeah, it's fucking 10 o'clock at night <laughs> after what seemed like forever but probably only a few seconds i decided i'd call my neighbor that lives across the street as i made my way to the side table by our couch to my phone i glanced at the back door chloe was nowhere to be found we later found her in the guest room under the bed oh i know poor baby when i got to my phone and started to look for his contact info it was only then that the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk to the street as they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. Oh my God. <laughs> As I lifted the phone to my ear after, call, after hitting the call button, only then did the kids start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff and never even heard of black eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think, what I have to think is that these kids were out yanking people's chains on Halloween night and they were really good at it. They scared the shit out of me and my dog. So just like we were talking about earlier, the dogs in stories, like, the, like paranormal stories, 
they like pick up on that kind of stuff well all animals do yes like dogs and cats and small children are supposed to be like super in tune with the paranormal right which is so fucking creepy to me (laughs) yeah I really don't want to hear my small child come up to me and tell me that (laughs) that uh the little girl in her room won't stop playing with her toys or something (laughs) right like I would (laughs) I'd probably out of instinct want to drop kick my own kid (laughs) okay I've heard that um the kids thing it's because they're like so pure and innocent and they like haven't been obstructed by the reality of the real world yet so they're just like open to everything and that's why they they can like sense and see things that adults can't your openness somewhere else okay (laughs) So I have one more for you and it's not very long and it's, it might be one of the creepiest ones to me. I don't know why this one creeped me out the most. Oh, okay. So it says, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm in my early twenties. I just moved into this apartment and I tend to live a very private life. I don't even have a Facebook account. Oh, okay. Right. (laughs) I work during the day at a grocery store. Okay. So I'm walking up my flight of steps to get to my apartment and I hear these kids laughing And then I heard whispering. It was kind of late. So I thought this was weird, but I ignored it and walked into my apartment. I live on the third floor. I was getting ready to open my balcony door. It was really muggy in my apartment. So I was going to open the balcony and let's Marin. I walk over to the door and pull my blinds and two kids are fucking staring back at me. (laughs) No. (laughs) On the balcony of the third floor where she lives. Wait, wait, no. (laughs) She lives on the third floor. She opens the blinds and there's two kids on her balcony. Oh, fucking no. How the fuck did they get up there? (laughs) Right? So I screamed and backed away, smashing my leg into the table. Like the only way that they'd be able to get up there is if they had gone through her house or her apartment, whatever. I don't know what the fuck. So they were both in blue jeans and the oldest had on a green t-shirt with white stripes and the younger one had on a button up white blue shirt. The oldest one touched the sliding door and said, hey, miss, can you let us in? The younger one just kept looking around. Well, you already walked through without me knowing. (laughs) (laughs) How else did you get up there? (laughs) The younger one just kept looking around. I still just stared at them. I was finally able to say, how'd you get on my balcony? I walked to the door and noticed how excited the older one got as I moved closer to the door. Can you let us in? He said again. Uh, no (laughs) right I wasn't thinking and I unlocked the door without realizing it and then I looked up and I saw their eyes you guys their eyes were black the entire eye the whole ass eye (laughs) the whole ass the whole eye like all of the eye (laughs) it was black I quickly locked the door and told them I had to call the police because my door was jammed and I couldn't unlock it Mm-mm. <laughs> so which that is some quick thinking I wouldn't have been like oh I have to call the police because my door is stuck I'd have been like bitch I have to call the police because you was the devil what are you doing yeah no so I called the police the oldest boy pled with me the entire time to let them in so the police arrived about an hour about an hour ago so she was writing this like right after it happened <laughs> the police arrived about an hour ago they came in and walked to the balcony When they opened my balcony door, nothing was there. But when they looked down, they saw two children running in the parking lot away from the building. Oh, no. (laughs) The police took a report and said they had to have had help getting up there and that they would question the neighbors. So they're just like, somebody had to help them. We'll, We'll ask the neighbors about it. 
I'm freaking out. I'm crying. I don't know what to do. I don't want to stay here. But then again, I don't feel safe going outside right now. And that's it. That's just like how that story ends. Like, <laughs> are you okay, sis? What happened? <laughs> so yeah, that the the one on the balcony, that one creeps me out. I don't. Yeah, like I don't like that. There? I don't like that. Dogs ones creep me out. The the kids creep me out. The kids are scary now so yeah I mean black-eyed kids I'm sorry but if you're telling me that it's children that are going to come and knock on my door that's a fuck no <laughs> that's, that's a fuck no <laughs> that's a you better get up off my porch before I <laughs> before I beat your little ass <laughs> but what if they're like they're just pale terrified sick like they're not sick they're like cold it's cold outside please can I come in can I please have some more sir like you're like oh you look like you've got the pneumonia yeah you should probably go see a doctor about that. <laughs> the hospital's down the road so yeah that's black eyed kids that is that is that so if anybody knocks on your door and asks to use your telegraph don't let them in <laughs> damn fresh out of those <laughs> okay all right so that was our little little spooky spooky Halloween stories I love doing spooky stuff I love listening to spooky stuff I like being scared but not in real life like I like watching scary stuff but like not in in like me last night while I'm sitting here trying to figure out the spirit box right grasping a fucking my first rosary (laughs) rattler that's the funniest shit my first rosary like, rattle <laughs> I have I have to send you the picture of it it's I need so to see funny. it I, need to I put them side by side um like the spirit the, box right next to the that's funny so I'll send it I'll send you it because we'll have to post this picture with it <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, too good that's funny it. I was trying to figure out what I was going to post on like the gram and so what picture I was going to post for this uh, probably that I need you to send it I'm sending it to you now. I I waited to tell Crystal about it until this episode too, because it was definitely, last night I had so much, it was so fresh. It probably would have been so much funnier me telling you my experience because. Oh my God. Did you get it? So <laughs> That's not what I pictured. <laughs> I was picturing like a baby rattle. This is like a, yeah. like a teether almost <laughs> it rattles <laughs> I, I did I did in fact tell Stephanie that if uh, I was running away from said spirit you would definitely hear me <laughs> just rattling away <laughs> rattling. she was dying laughing oh okay well we will post our first rosary with yes. <laughs> this episode and you are welcome and that's that. So I guess next week we'll be back at you with some true crime. I don't know why we're always, we're so aggressive. We're like coming at people. <laughs> I'm very aggressive in the mornings. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll have some true crime for you again next week. But we thought with it being spooky season and whatnot, it, it was fitting to do the spooky stories. So yes. that is that on that. That is that. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Now go out and trick or treat. All right.
So follow right. us on all of our stuff. You can go to our website, sierraholicsisters.com. And there's links to all of our things. There's our Instagram, Facey Space. You can listen to episodes from there, or you can listen anywhere else. Apple, Spotify, all the places. All of it. All the things. And check out, and and check out, uh, check out our promo that's going to be in there. Um, if you guys haven't listened to this paranormal podcast that yeah it's called or so they say we we threw it in the middle of there and it's pretty cool pretty yeah cool. they they're they are pretty awesome so all right all right so you want to be awkward let's be awkward okay bye okay. <laughs> bye